0: everyone and welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. But before we dive into today's episode of Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self care, be sure to like this video, subscribe to my channel if you're watching on YouTube, and also be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on one of our podcast platforms. Don't forget that your journey to self love and self worth is always better with a little bit of support. So be sure to check out the show notes and the description box we have courses coaching newsletters merchandise all of it down there i also have some really yummy freebies for you guys so be sure to check out everything down below and of course don't forget to share share this video share this podcast with someone that you think might find value in it or someone that you might be able to have a good conversation with around the content that we share and with that let's dive in so today we have gianna continue with us. And I'm so excited to chat with her. I know that, you know, manifestation has really boomed in the last couple of years. And it'll be good to kind of talk about, you know, what's the fluff and, and what's the real meat of the situation. And she is a behavior scientist and lifestyle design coach. She's also the author of Fuckless, a guide to wild unencumbered freedoms. I mean, I'm here for it. And she's also the founder of the cultural analytics company Work Well. So, welcome, Gianna. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. So, do you want to share with us a little bit about your background, what led you to writing Fucklist, and everything else?
1: Sure. So, I'm a board certified behavior analyst. I grew up, I mean, watching people since I was two, um, just really wondering what made them. Do what they were doing. Um, I was so enthralled with human behavior since since I can remember, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, it's really just been a circuitous journey. Since I have worked in healthcare with children with autism, I've written for a, you know a bunch of outlets. I obviously have penned a book on uh, gendered societal norms, and I'm starting the the entrepreneurial journey about five years ago. Um, you know, everything is really just summed up in me following my my bliss, my journey, you know, what lights me up from the inside for all the human design nerds out there. <laughs> Manifesting generator. So uh, <laughs> a yeah. lot of like gas break, gas break, like pop off like a fire cracker um, whenever I get an idea. So yeah, just really created the, the freest, most fulfilling life possible.
0: I love that. And so uh, what came up for me when you were talking is, really curiosity, right? You're were, you were curious as a young child about why people do what they do and really putting like a meaning to it or even like a system or a structure. Almost you can just, I'm just riffing on what came up while you were talking, almost to be able to predict, right? Because if you can understand why, then maybe you can predict the next move and that kind of keeps us safe. You know, if we understand why people do things, then we can predict when and if they will repeat that behavior, and then we know how to be prepared, right? And I think um, I love that that, because curiosity really was at the crux of, like, my self. Like, you do other people's behavior. I was doing my own behavior, and I was curious of why do I do what I do? Why do these patterns keep emerging? You know, why does this keep happening? So I, I love that, and I think that's such a compassionate way to, to approach any type of either healing journey or any type of thing is from a place of curiosity, because sometimes we think it's judgment or criticism or blame, but to be curious about it, to me really infuses, uh, uh compassion, like being compassionate around the, the process. So I absolutely love that. And, um, you said about, and I want to say this correctly, the gender normative or the gender questioning about it do you want to speak more to that because i loved reading um in your bio you're like oh you know when i wanted a boyfriend he would appear but then you're like but maybe i want a girlfriend and (laughs) then that you know and then the sort of awakening around you know you know identity and sexuality and and freedom so do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah you know it's
1: really to your point of um Of coming from a point of curiosity. And if you're coming from a point of curiosity, you can also exercise this like Buddhist concept of non-attachment, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're coming from a point of internal, internal energy and curiosity, whatever you find is just okay. You know, as a scientist, you know, we understand bias. And so when we're running these little mini experiments in our in our own lives or with clients or whatever, um, we're really unattached to those outcomes. And so I try not to bring too much science into my life because it's rigid and it takes the magic away. And I'm very ephemeral and gypsy style sometimes. Yeah. But I do love that process and systems thinking. And so when I, when I am excavating and exploring and being curious, I can look at it from the point of maybe I do want a girlfriend. I've never, I've never thought about that before. I've just kind of been on the hamster wheel of, well, I'm a woman. So I was raised that, you know, women end up with men. And then I'm like, but that's not a thing anymore. I don't really have to subscribe to that. Um, So you can kind of, as they say, and as the kids say now, like click unsubscribe to whatever, um, to whatever you want. And I think it's really fulfilling. Once you get past the uncomfortable, how is everybody else going to feel about it? These gender norms of, well, it's okay for a man to do that, but as a woman, I can't um, you start to just really question. And it's not, I, I try not to question with force. You know, fuckless is a really raw book. Yeah. Um, but I always tell people your fucklessness, your approach to your life can be whatever you want. It can be this kick the door down, inspired, like angry, whatever. <laughs> or it can be a really gentle, like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And that's okay. And I don't mean yeah. it to anybody else, and anything in between, right? And so Two of my top values are exploration and creativity. And so mm, that. now that's what I do, right? I, I excavate and explore, and then, oh, I've got this information, whether it's about myself or, or the lifestyle design clients that I have. And through really that process of uncovering from a non judgmental place, I do use meditation quite a bit in my sessions. Mm-hmm. So that you are coming from a place of non judgment. So you don't meet mm-hmm. that truth with like force and like, nope, I don't like how that sounds. Nobody else is going to like that. I'm going to shove that away. <laughs> yeah. You can just kind of receive it like again, yeah. as it is. And then we can move on. And, okay, what are we designing? What are we creating from that? And that's that's everything to me.
0: No, I absolutely love that. So many – if you see me writing, I always, like, write down little nuggets that come to me when I'm interviewing yeah. uh, fabulous people like yourself because I want to soak everything in. So a couple of things came up, and this is so juicy and so good. So when you were talking about attachment, what really came up is when we are attached to something, we actually disempower ourselves because we pre-describe a meaning to it. If you're attached to this particular outcome, this particular way, it means this. So if it doesn't manifest or result or whatever it is in this particular way, then there's a sense of lack or failure, not good enoughness, it didn't work out, all of that stuff. Because we put so much pressure and control and manipulation on, it has to be this way. But when you come from the place of non-attachment, like you're saying, like the Buddhist non-attachment, you actually free yourself up to just sort of have like equanimity. Like it's going to come out, it is what it is. And then when it comes out, then I'm actually empowered to decide what it means you know like oh this like for example if your boyfriend or girlfriend right breaks up with you if you are attached to this relationship has to work out because if this relationship doesn't work out it means i'm unlovable not good enough blah 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 everybody leaves But if you're not attached and you're like, you know what, this is a relationship and I'm going to see where it goes and I'm open to knowing that a force bigger than me and me with me kind of knows how to guide me. People come in, people come out and say that boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you or leaves. You can say, hey, well, maybe this is just opening up the space for someone who's actually meant for me to come in. Or maybe I'm actually supposed to be alone during this time. Maybe there's a reason why I'm supposed to be finding out who I am, being independent, whatever the case is. But when you go into any situation attached to a particular outcome, you sort of disempower a greater meaning to it, a greater what it what it could be. So I absolutely love that you talked about that. And then also I love that you have like your core values of like creativity and excavation. I think we all should have those sort of like pillars within us that are like our guiding systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you were talking about fuckless, I love that because and my personal journey of getting over being very codependent, I was a super codependent person, like your typical codependent person, 100%. And when you said that, I was like, oh, wow. Like I kind of could say like that was my journey to like giving zero fucks <laughs> because I gave so many fucks because the fucks <laughs> that I was giving was so attached to my self-worth. It was so attached to the value I gave to myself. So I gave so many fucks because I was earning my value and my worth rather than intrinsically knowing I'm already worthy. I'm already valuable. I'm already deserving. I'm already lovable. I don't have to do show or prove anything. So I don't actually have to give a fuck (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because I'm already already enough. So I love that. I absolutely love that. And then you're talking about lifestyle design. Do you want to share with us like, What's your definition of lifestyle design? How do you work with your clients? And like some things that we can do to sort of, you know, be more aware and intentional with designing the life that we want.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's really, it's funny. When I, when I put Fuck This Out, people were like, well, how are you using this book for your business? And after I wrote it, I was like, oh, I can totally use this in, in lifestyle design, but I didn't, I did not, it didn't click for me. And then I thought, well, this is just what I've been doing my whole life. And now mm-hmm. in my work um, and as a behavioral scientist in, in healthcare and everything. And so yeah. lifestyle design to me, and this is kind of a definition that, that I've created over the last year or so because people are like, Oh, you're a life coach or, Oh, you're this or that. It's like, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a certain level of expertise that, lifestyle designers need. And it's because of that word design, like behavioral science is a way of thinking, right? And if you can, if you can learn that way of thinking and learn the order of things, then it changes your perspective. You can never unsee the science of why we do what we do, right? Or you can never unsee the rules that we just kind of naturally behave according to. And so to me in lifestyle design, it's, acknowledging and excavating those societal stories, whether they're based on gender or not, most of them mm-hmm. are regardless of what your gender is. It's yeah. it's identifying and excavating the stories that everybody else has handed you, the life that, that everybody else around you has handed you in order to uncover and design your own, right? And so most people live life according to everyone else. And they're probably surrounded by people who, love them and who are very well-meaning and who just want the best for them. Mm -hmm. And so they inadvertently give off their own fears, beliefs, stories, and they make assumptions about how life is going to be for you. Mm -hmm. And they treat you as if your life is going to follow the same trajectory, but We're all different, yeah. Um, Our our lives are different. Generations are different. I mean, look what's happened in the last couple years in the world, right? Everything's different. Everything, yeah. Everybody's quitting, and and people are moving. None of my friends live in the same cities they did
0: three years
1: Um, ago. The environment changes, and therefore, people in the environment change. And so, the, the the piece of lifestyle design I really love is that I have backgrounds in. Counseling, design thinking, psychology, behavior analysis, manifestation, and the neuroscience behind um, meditation, Mm -hmm. and all of these other things. And so I can create that custom experience for whatever you are going through at this time. And it takes looking back. Tell me about when you are growing up, like if yeah. it's the exploration excavation, right? And so I love just walking side by side with people and kind of like linking arms and being like, this is going to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, so what? Right. My, my constant response when people are like, that's scary. I'm not sure, you know, this is coming up for me. And it's like, okay, so what? You talk about empowering and disempowering. Mm-hmm. Um this is coming up for me and therefore that's bad and therefore I'm wrong and therefore I don't want to talk about it. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a really big snowball. What if we say this is coming up for me and wow, that's cool. Like I don't like how this feels at all. Right. We can say that we don't like how something feels without letting it derail us and then stick our head back in the sand. And so lifestyle design to me is really excavating all of that and saying, okay, here's what you've been given. Mm -hmm. What's true for you. Right, It could have been completely true for the people that gave it to you at the time that they yeah. you know, wrote, raised you that way in yeah. society and all that. Um, what's true for you? And it's figuring that out. And then the the most important piece is how do we take the new person that you have designed and created? Because you're, you're not even just taking things out of the air, right? It's just who you really are. It has to mm-hmm. come from inside. I worked with people that are these like crazy famous creative people. And they're like, I just want to be centered in this black and white rigid person and organized. And it's like, why? why? <laughs> yeah. That's not who you are. And you're, you, you can become that person, but you're really just playing a part. And then five years down the road, you're going to go, well, I thought I wanted to be this person, but I'm not happy. Well, right. you're not because that's not who you are. Um, and when I bring people back to why did you think you had to be so different? It was, well, this person, right? Mm-hmm. Society or this boss or this professor made me feel like I had to be different. And so there's a lot of uncovering and, and architecting going on, which, which is what I love.
0: Mm, no, I love that. It's like, to me, what came up is it's really about creating an intentional belief system, yeah. like really taking inventory of. Why do you believe the things you believe about yourself? And then also, why do you believe the things you believe about yourself and relationship to other things, whether it's love, relationship, money, career, body, children, where you live, how you wear your hair, how much you should weigh, like X, Y, and Z. It's really just like you said, you know, it's exploring and, ex- and excavating. What is it that I believe at my core? Yeah. Why do I believe it? Are these actually my beliefs? And do I have to continue to choose to believe it? And then you can go on and say, you know, I choose to believe I'm allowed to be creative or I'm allowed to not be creative or I'm allowed to look this way. I'm allowed to love who I love. I'm allowed to speak my mind. And just like you said, once you get to that intentional belief system, you're able to have that belief system be rooted in who you are authentically. Who, who is your higher self? Who is your authentic self? What do you like? What do you don't like? What do you want? What do you, what do you not want? Because a lot of times our thoughts aren't even our own. Just like you said, they've been planted there by usually very well-meaning people who are just operating from their own autopilot belief system that was probably installed by well-meaning people in their childhood, right? And we're yeah. just perpetuating that when nobody stops and, and you know, it's like the essence of mindfulness. Why do I think this? Where did this thought come from? And does it have to be true for me? Or what else or what could be true for me? And it's again, it's like exactly what we were talking about earlier. It's the curiosity. Well, why do I think I have to have a thigh gap? <laughs> <Why> do, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it sounds funny. But when you feel at that core of things, you know, why do I think I have to have you know this mansion in malibu in order to be successful why do i think i have i need to have a rock on my hand in order to be worthy and deserving of love you know like where did that belief come from and do i have to continue to believe something that does not actually serve the highest expression of who i am so i love i absolutely love the work that you're doing you're you're really breaking it down for people and then also what came up for me when you were talking which I think is such a powerful question to ask is, you know, you're saying people like, it's scary to look at it. Yeah, it's, you know, it is scary. And sometimes you're going to cry and it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and all of these things. But what came up from where you you're talking is, but what's scarier? Meeting this moment of of seeing all the muck, of seeing all the beliefs, of seeing the self-sabotage, of seeing all of this stuff, or staying stuck and never actually fulfilling the potential that, you were given for your life. What is the scarier thought? And for me, it is so much scarier to stay stuck for your entire life than to meet this moment and do the work and come out on the other side more empowered, more of who you are, and more feeling fuckless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, leave, leave the fucks behind. You just, know leave
1: what them, I mean? just leave them behind. Just it's like you're carrying backpack of bricks for your whole life and you're like I just want to I just want to get rid of the bricks it's like so put the backpack down and walk away from it and easier said than done I get it but all all the questions that you just mentioned of like where this from where did this come from is this true for me um these are all the exact exercises in the book like at the end of every chapter I ask the same questions because it's that way of thinking that scientific way of thinking Mm -hmm is it true for me? Is it mine? You know, and this isn't a book about how to be a woman. what um, yeah, or, or yeah. it means to be a woman. It's if you want to get married and have 80 children and be subservient and serve your husband and have a traditional marriage and move to the suburbs and that mm-hmm. happy and fulfilled. And it comes from here. Amazing. Like go get after that life. If you want to give up being a CEO and leave your marriage and not have children and raise dogs and be in the city and like have an artist loft and that comes from somewhere real, go do that. And I think the origin of our desires is really, really important because our origin is typically media, society, parents, you know, everyone else except us. Because women are taught that we can't trust ourselves,
0: one hundred percent. I know, I know. For me, like I've never wanted to be a mother. It's nothing. I I've not, I can't even in my mind. I'm a very visual person. I cannot in my mind even create an image of myself as a mother. I've never had that fantasy. I've never had that vision. I've never had that desire. And growing up, everyone always tried to. Make me dismiss my own intuition, like, oh, well, when you reach this age,
1: you're gonna want kids.
0: Oh, yeah, just wait. Oh, when you meet the right guy, you're gonna want kids. You, Yeah. yeah, like somehow this magical phantom person out there is gonna make me realize I've been wrong about myself my entire life, and you know, it's I still don't want kids, and it's fine. And then you get all of these, you know, societal you know, sort of signals that there's something wrong with you because you decide to listen to yourself rather than to them. Like, oh, well, why do you hate kids?
1: (laughs) It's like you're a witch.
0: Exactly. I'm like, I'm so confused. I'm like, I'm what? Because I don't want to have children. Somehow that equates to, I hate children. Like, what? No, I love kids. But but you're so good with them. And I want to give them back. Like, what is the point? Like, I'm good at a lot of things. Like, I'm good at, you know, skiing. doesn't mean I want to go to the Olympics. Like, relax. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I, I love what you're doing. Because, again, I think a part of the work that you're doing um, with your book and with your coaching, with your clients, and we talked about it before, is is learning to trust yourself above everybody else and remembering that you are the authority on you, not Instagram, not your family, not your friends, not society, but you, when you get to the point where you say, I am actually the authority on me, what is it that Candy wants? What is it that Candy doesn't want? What is it that Candy likes? What is it that she dislikes? You know? when you realize you're the authority on you, I think it really eliminates a lot of unnecessary suffering because we do a lot of things because we have given, it's like, so cliche, but it's true. You give away your power. You give away the authority to choose and decide for yourself. So I'm going to give away. Oh, go ahead. You go. Sorry. The, uh, no, no, you go.
1: (laughs) What comes into my mind is the downside to that of, Whenever I say, and I'm working with clients and they want something, they'll say, well, yeah, but, and it's always somebody else in the environment isn't going to love it and reward the shit out of them for it. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, does, you know, origin, where does that come from? And we talk about it. And what I always point out is that, look, if you live from your inside and your origin is purely the authentic you and your knowing and truth, and it, doesn't work out, which I don't really even believe in anymore. <laughs> it didn't go the way that you planned in your rigid human mind, right? And mm-hmm. you can't do that yet. It didn't go the way that you planned. At least you can take accountability for that. But when you start saying, well, I've lived life for everyone else around me and I did all the right things that everybody else wanted me to do and I'm still not happy, you can't go to like where are those people now right like <laughs> you'd like, oh don't worry i'll bail you out and like i'll buy yeah. you out, or, i'll make you happy and like yeah you wanted to go to the study in sorbonne you know 20 years ago now i'm going to pay for you to go like nobody's going to take responsibility they're all going to say but it's your life we just yep. told you. you know what i mean and it's not because they're malicious horrible people it's because your life is yours exactly and- and, and those people, you can't turn around and blame those people after 20 years for something that you followed, right? Mm-hmm. People, get love. I have so many different friends. Some are very analytical. Some are very emotional. Some are very spiritual. And I'll take the same challenge to everybody. There's no way I can take everybody's advice because it's so different. But whatever resonates with me, I'm like, yeah, that. Yeah. I, thank you for giving me the thought and the words to that because I was in an emotional space. That, that's me. that resonates with me. I want to do that. And if it doesn't work out, I can at least take the accountability and say, well, that's the choice I made. It resonated from a good spot. And I can trust it because something else is coming because of it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the worst decisions I've made are from friends that tell me something and it's based on their own logic or whatever. And so I follow it and the guy ends up being the worst or like <laughs> yeah. the job is not fulfilling. They're yeah. Not- it's never a good thing. And I'm like, well, but you told me to. And I'm like, gee, you're 40. Like, you don't. This <laughs> like, isn't anybody else's call. You should know by now.
0: 100%. You
1: own it and move on. Like, it's fine. Stop listening to everyone else. Recruit your advisory board of, of people in life and see what resonates with you. Cause you're the only person at the end of the day that has to live your life. And nobody's like waiting on your deathbed with a medal. Like, congratulations, you did it everyone else's way. We're so proud
0: of you. Like, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I love that. And I think um, I think what came up for me when you were talking is when we redefine what accountability means, it's like we were saying before, like curiosity is a compassionate way to do it. I think sometimes people think accountability means it's your fault. Mm. so I think sometimes we will even you know not do what we really want to do out of the fear of well if I follow what my heart is saying if I follow what my intuition is saying and it like you said doesn't work out then I'm gonna look like an idiot I'm gonna like a fool it's gonna be my fault I'm gonna be a fail failure like they're all gonna laugh at you you know in the mind because we still are putting how we define what failure or not working out or being accountable means. So it's even a way to sort of protect ourselves, even though it's self sabotage, to protect ourselves from any disappointment. So if I say, well, my mom told me to go into to med school, you know, my sister said this, my best friend, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, da, 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 and it doesn't work out, then instead of saying, well, it was my fault, it was on me, it was my decision. Well, it didn't work out because you said to do it. You know, it didn't work not because I'm not good enough, no, it didn't work out because you told me to do it. So I even think it's almost this way where our minds and our brains are even trying to like trick us into like, it's the, the trick way to protect ourselves where it's like, we're gonna make a decision and just in case it doesn't work out, well, I have an easy way to blame another person rather than having to look at myself and say, And be self-aware and take accountability because when we believe that accountability means fault or that not something not working out means failure, those are big scary feelings and those are big scary thoughts that we don't want to feel because at the core it means we're not enough, we're inadequate, blah 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 blah. But when you say accountability actually means just like you're saying. I'm accountable. I am empowered and I'm resilient. And I know that I can make a choice and whether or not it works out in this particular moment, that is not a referendum or an indication of my worthiness or my value or any of that. It's just information that doing it this particular way worked out this particular way. And if I want a different result, then let me take this information, rejigger it, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, um, it's like why super successful people, again, what we're talking about, they are not actually attached to the result. They don't think that if this result doesn't happen, it means I am not worthy. I'm not good enough. My vision sucks. I'm a failure. They just say, oh, that's what happened. Okay. Now let's do something else. And then they keep yeah. going and going and going and going and going. That's how you get the Steve Jobs of the world, right? So I just i, I just love what you're saying. And like, of course, Steve Jobs has this big, big macro level but in the microcosm of our own lives that's how we get internal peace that's how we get personal success and fulfillment is having that detachment to the result doesn't mean i'm not worthy it just means i did something a certain way didn't get the desired result and now i'm just going to move on and do the next thing you know
1: yeah that's the non-attachment right it's the experimental way of living of well i tried that and i liked it or i didn't or i liked these pieces of it Mm -hmm. Um, I hated that job, but I did love this one piece of it. And that's really important to me. And I didn't know that before. Or, you know, I mean, I've lived, I'm 40 years old. I've lived like 25 lives at this point. Right. And you've got to be, you've got to be able to like rinse and repeat. And anybody that knows me is like, I never know where you're living. And you wrote a book. Oh, that's so you. What's it about? <laughs> And you just kind of like saunter through life, and when I, you know. I've been doing press for six months now about the book. Yeah, and, and yeah, I love it. And so, when and people try and glamorize it, right? Mm-hmm. Look book and now, you know, like now, you know, you're a successful person and blah blah. blah. I'm like, uh-huh.
0: no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: the I didn't want to be alive anymore, and I was taking naps on my kitchen floor because mm-hmm. twenty feet away seemed like a very long journey. I've been there, right? And so I, I think we we glamorize success or you know, and it's social media and you know, I mean you're in the mm-hmm. industry. So yeah. Yeah. I oh. I've lived in LA, I've lived all over the place, and you know, you know, producers on shows and all this. I'm like, You guys, reality TV isn't really reality. Like all oh, my no. friends here and they're like, What? It's not I'm like, No.
0: No, it's literally called scripted reality. It's not but, even called reality TV anymore. It's literally right. called scripted. <laughs>
1: A lot of people don't know that. And so they're like, oh, no, this is so real. And I'm like, it's not like, there's so many illusions, right? And so I think think being a little bit more awakened to the illusions in our own lives, what stories were given to us about how things had to be, I I think it's a little earth shattering. But if you can look at it as like, I'm shaking up these stories in order to live a way more interesting life beyond the bounds of what was given to me, that's exciting. Like, that's adventure, you know? And so... I always think it's really important to, to tell people if you want that life, go get it. And it's going to be the harder way, but I can tell you after doing this many times and and repeating, like life isn't linear, it's layered. And so I have my layers of like, not wanting to be alive anymore for real and losing my my job and losing my dog and so much, Mm -hmm. um, and it's an ebb and flow. It's a rise and fall. And so, you know, I always talk to people and they say, "What's well, scary. And I don't, I don't, I don't have it in me or whatever. I said, that's fine. I'm not trying to guide or facilitate or change anybody's life design by force because that's inauthentic, mm-hmm. but ask yourself, what if I stay the course? What if I stay in this relationship? What if I don't give this, need that's been tugging at me, a chance to live and to thrive and to see the light of day. What happens if I stay in this next, in this job for 20 years where I know I'm not meeting my potential? It's like being pecked to death by a duck, right? Like you're safer in the moment, but over time it's a lot less healthy and a lot less fulfilling. So if you could just go at what you want, and if you fall on your face you're like, "Well, at least I know. I don't have to spend 20 years yeah, hedging yeah. and looking at anybody else and waiting for someone to just push me off the edge. I can take control and empower myself to learn and to make sure my origin is in, is in is in the right place." And and saunter off, you know? Like we teach men to be like conquistadors and like
0: <laughs> "We'll do it. I get it. Yeah."
1: We're like, "Wait, Wait, you're a girl, you're a female. So, like, hold back a little bit and, like, mm-hmm. wait for somebody else to tell you it's okay. And no, like, I am like, get out there, go for it, put your backpack on, take everything with you, you know, go conquer the day, go run some experiments.
0: No, I love it. And, 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 like, just like you said, like, men define failure differently. They'll like fail. And then it's like, that's why there's a the concept of like failing up for men, you yeah. know, where it's just like, they failed and it's like, boy, you're still going to get the promotion because you tried, you know, yeah. so it's like who gets to fail up and who doesn't get to fail up. you know? Yeah, Like there's yeah. a reason why. And it's like, you kind of, you kind of want that mentality. Like I can fail up. I could go out and do something and have it be a failure and still realize that's actually just one step closer to what that big yes is to what that big glory, quote unquote, success is, it's just a stepping stone. So just like you said, when you change that mindset of how am I defining what failure is and means, that means do you go through life joyful and expectant that anything that happens is actually just in service of the next level? Or this failure, this, you know, whatever the case may be, is actually saying like, what my value and worth is and then you kind of go below and and, and thank you so much for sharing you know parts of your story about you know like being on the floor and nothing and not wanting to be here i think if everyone's being honest we've all had you know some form of that type of experience in life and i kind of think if you have it you're not really present you're not really showing up you're kind of just numbing it out phoning it in i think a part of the human experience is that sort of i don't know what the correct term is I hope I'm saying it right. It's like the dark night of the soul. I hope that's right. I hope I'm not saying something that's like weird or anything. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> wait a minute. I don't know. I was like, wait. <laughs> but What I mean by that is sort of like, you know, that darkness that we sometimes go through that really pushes us into like the next level of realizing our, our resiliency as human beings, our our ability to adapt and to grow and to learn and our ability to to change you know I do think that yes we can get to that next level of consciousness through joy but I think usually it happens through suffering and it's in the suffering that we actually have the realization we actually have you know the discernment we actually have that that moment usually is when we're on the kitchen floor and we're on and we're like I don't want to be here anymore and then you get that whisper or that moment that says no keep going it'll be okay. And then when you're able to, like, maybe crawl a little bit, crawl a little bit, and then you're maybe walking a little bit, walking a little bit, and then one day you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, today I can run, you know? And it's, like, really that. And then when you look back on everything that you've gone through, you can say, wow, like, look what that experience gave me, Yeah. you know? And I think that's really what it is. And you're a 100% right, especially in, like, the creative world where it's like, oh, look at my podcast, look at my book. But people don't realize what it took to get that. They don't see the the guts and the blood and the tears and the loneliness and the isolation and the confusion and the wanting to give up to get this like shiny object that they now all want to celebrate. But they don't want to either go through that or they don't even understand what it took to get it. I, yeah. I I think of it as like um like professional athletes, right? We go to the Olympics, we go to the game, and it's big and it's amazing. And they are like gazelles; they're just doing the layups and they're so easy, totally. so easy and effortless. But we weren't there for the hours and the hours and the hours of the practice of the of the broken bones of the sore muscles of the waking up early of the you know missing out of all of the stuff that it took to make it look effortless. It yeah. takes a lot of effort to make something look effortless. And so, sacrifice. And sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that really resonated with me. And I know it's going to resonate with people watching and listening as well.
1: Good. And you are very welcome. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's a lot of power in story. And mm. um, I'm happy to share my successful journey. And I'm even happier to share the times that weren't so successful or pretty. Um, and that we're very messy because that's how you get there. You know, people are like, I want to write a book. I want to start a company. I want to do like done. It's like, okay, well, here's my story, you know, and, and that can't scare you. You have to be able to, um, to kind of soldier through and it doesn't mean hustle culture. It doesn't mean exactly. It doesn't mean ruining your well being. It doesn't mean, you know, whatever it means being clear on what you want. Um, and, and, and loving something you know whether it's a book a company a relationship city do you love it enough to mm-hmm. to obtain it um some of us get really lucky but a lot of us work really hard <laughs> we gotta love working really hard on what yeah. you are working on right when people are like i just want to make a million dollars and so i think i'm just going to do this i'm like do you love that and they're like exactly. well, i'm gonna make a lot of money and i'm like not if Mm-mm. Hour days doing something you don't love. You're going to burn out in three months or like fall over from a heart attack. You're not going to be happy. Um, the juice is not going to be worth the squeeze. And so, you know, this is all part of the do what you love.
0: lifestyle. 100%. And I, I love that you brought that up because to me, it's almost like the hustle versus the flow. Mm. So it's like when you're in, um, that hustle mode, no, it's almost like the hamster old. And honestly, when you're in hustle mode, Usually, no matter what you do, it's not going to work or it'll work, but you can't sustain it. Yeah, it's not yeah. sustainable because to me, the hustle mentality, the toxic hashtag boss, babe, I can't stand that stuff. Um, I think it's so toxic. It just like you said, it's rooted in other. I'm doing this to prove to others. I'm doing this because of others. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I'm hustling because I want to get the million dollars to prove to other people, blah, 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 blah. But when you're in your flow you could work all day long but it's it doesn't feel like a struggle like to me the a hustle is like that struggle like we're in the struggle and it's just like i don't want to struggle (laughs) (laughs) it's like 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 i'm doing this to not struggle i'm confused right so versus like being in what the flow is and then when you're in the flow you could work all day but it's it's fulfilling and, and, and it's giving back to you and you, and it's your, in your flow. And I even said it to my friends. We're like, Oh, you're hustling. I was like, no, I'm in my flow guys. Cause words matter. Words are important. Words matter. Yes, Energy big. matters. Intention matters. And it, it just like, it's like, where is the intentionality when I'm in my flow? I know it's coming from my inner self. I know it's coming from my higher self. I know it's coming from me because I, I am like, oh, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's so like, like with my podcast, like when I get to interview, you know, beautiful souls like you and we get to connect and talk, this is so much fun for me. Like I am like, I am like jamming out. I'm in my flow. I'm learning. I'm sharing. Like I love it. You know, it's like, it doesn't feel like work. But when I've had other jobs, other things I'm doing, even though I'm doing it like as an entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it, it's soul sucking, <laughs> and I'm not happy about it, and I'm not joyful, and it's not fun, and it's just for the check or it's just for whatever, and it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. And so you're right. There is this inherent difference between the hustle mentality or being in the flow of your purpose,
1: and one is way better than the other, and it feels yes, it way is. different. Like even my, you know, I have an employee well being company and. I was like, you know we're behavior scientists and we we evaluate dimensions of culture and organizations and I really want people to know the the complexity that is human behavior and culture mm-hmm. and I start thinking like that and I'm like, I just feel like there's so much resistance in my own mind And then when I say, well what if we came from a well-being perspective of create happiness and peace and flow and joy by doing the exact same thing <laughs> yeah about it differently i'm like that's where i'm meant to shine like that is always where i've been meant to be is helping people see truth Mm -hmm. and to see through the noise and to see what's really there to a root problem a root cause what's really there truth knowing whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and then we're going to improve it right and then we're going to consciously intentionally redesign your life your culture your business you know whatever it is and I will say after probably three years, mm-hmm. I, uh, September 8th was the anniversary of my, my father's passing two years. Oh,
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Oh, thank you. And he so was, sorry. I mean, he was 85 when he passed and led a good life and like saw Frank Sinatra and like Miami oh. and had this amazing life, but he was a very successful entrepreneur and did everything. Yeah. And I woke up that morning and I was like Beep. like I woke up before my two dogs, which never happens. We're all <laughs> crazy, like farting, and I'm like, I don't want to wake up like this. Um I woke up at 5 a.m. and I was like, Beep. And I I could not, I could not stay in bed. My dogs were like cuddly and like it was dark out. And I like slunk out of bed and I had to be at my kitchen table on my laptop creating courses. Yeah, Like I, I wanted to like primal scream and like take up space and like, just, just do something insane and outrageous to like mark that moment of, I am back. Like this, this is my flow. And people were like, Oh, five o'clock in the morning. Like, don't get up. Don't work too hard. I'm like, no, no, it's not work. Yeah. coming from an origin that is that I am designed for and I'm going to put out way better content and write a way better article than if I went back to sleep and came back in a couple hours, it's just gone. Right. And so it's like allowing yourself to move and and that flow. Right. I just, I love that concept so much. And Mm -hmm. I love, I mean, I've made a career out of helping people find that and, and give themselves permission to believe in that—that that that's possible for them. There's nothing better
0: than that. No, you're 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 so spot on, and you're so right. It reminds me of—I had to learn that myself. Where I kept telling myself, "Oh no, like you're working too much. You need to take the Saturday off. You need to take the Sunday off." Like I was boxing myself into that very rigid Monday through Friday. You work Saturday, Sunday. You take off th- these mini hours when I actually wanted to work, I wanted to create, I wanted to write, I wanted to do whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I was conditioning myself and judging myself. It wasn't from a place of compassion. It wasn't like, oh, I act, it wasn't from a place of like actual self care where it's like, you know what Candy, like maybe you need to like rest and just like chill and like, you know, reinvigorate yourself. No, it was like, I was judging myself for not following societal work standards when the whole reason why I wanted to be an entrepreneur was because I didn't have to not do that. So it was, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I was like judging myself. I was like, no, you need to take these weekends off. You need to stop working at this time, like blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't a burnout thing. And I had to like, and I was talking to um, uh, this woman who I really look up to. She's great. She's like this fantastic coach. And I was telling her about it. And she was like, no girl. She's like, you sound like me when I was younger. She's like, no, like, you can't let anything outside of you dictate what brings you happiness and joy in that moment. She's like, it's maybe work, but to you, it's not work. Like you're happy, you're fulfilled, you're creating, you know, you have ideas and you're not in the hustle mode. You're in the flow mode. And she was like, you just have to listen to yourself. And sometimes you have to also tell yourself no, because it was a part of myself that was judging myself. And I had to tell the part of me that was judging me. No, I choose not to believe you. I choose not to believe the part of me that is judging me under the guise of self-care because it actually wasn't because it was going against what I actually wanted to do. And sometimes we'll have those, those moments where, you know, parts of us, parts of our schema, parts of our mind will sabotage us under the guise of, well, you know, you really should take a break right now. But I don't really want to. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> what, what am I doing? Just what am I? Which direction am I going in? And when I when I do <laughs> the war, I'm always in my analytical mind. Yeah. my body will tell me when I'm tired. It's like yeah, I hundred percent. When I was writing Fuckless, I would take myself to Northern California. Oh yeah. Like Twelve days. Yeah. I would go like Calif- um, Capitola. I would go to all these different places and write. And I would write and write and write and write. And then all of a sudden, I would read a sentence that was pure trash. And I was like, I'm done today. <laughs> this, is, this is all great. I wrote for five hours and I was in flow. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, and I, I'm reading this. And I'm like, nope, this is trash. Like, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to do anything. I need to close my laptop
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm going to go for a hike in the redwoods. I'm going to go to the no. beach and go for a run or whatever. And so it's, it's managing yourself. Again, that origin, right? My body will tell me when I need a break. And and this is another thing. It's like, we tell women that we, we can't trust ourselves. We have to listen to everyone else because everyone else knows better. I know when I'm producing good work and when I'm producing trash, Mm -hmm. I know I feel like I am receiving energy instead of losing energy, right? I'm always like, is this giving me energy or is this taking energy? And so I, I always want to do things to to fill my energy because I need it for all the things that I do that I really care about. Yep. Um, and so it's just giving or or depleting my energy. Um, and, and I think getting into our own bodies as a female intuition, right? Mm-hmm. We just know. We don't have to explain it to anybody else. It doesn't matter if other people understand it. If I want to work 15-hour days and I can go to bed happy and like that good kind of tired, like, mm-hmm. I love that. I'm 40 years old. I don't have children by design. I'm not married anymore by design, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is intentional. Because you know, fuckless was I gave birth for two years and seven months, right? Like I was tired, but yeah. I was a good kind of tired. Yeah. So I talked to some of my mom friends and they're like, no, that's that's a creative process. That's a female thing, right? To create yeah. we, books, companies. Empires, homes, like whatever you're creating, we do get in that flow space with that creativity, and so I agree with you by like putting a cork in it, yeah. it slaps that that intuitive creative nature in the face,
0: one hundred percent. And and creation is like the epitome of like feminine, like divine feminine energy. Like that is what it it, it is at its core. And like a couple of things when you're talking 100% about the body, it reminds me of um, like when, like when we're little, right? Like say you start going to pre-K or school and you're like really, really young, you're like four or five and you have to use the restroom. We are taught to ask for permission, Mm -hmm. but our body knows when we need to use the restroom. Our body knows when we need to like, Relieve ourselves, or take up, or take a beat, but we're taught to get external validation from for, to approve or disapprove what our body is already telling us what we need. So yeah. even like those little things, we're being so conditioned that my body is telling me one thing, but I need to look outside of me to cosign how I feel. I need someone outside of me to validate how I feel.
1: The co- you know? co-signing, yeah, I love that word. The co- co-signing.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, and and after the, you know, I've talked to so many people since the book was come out, and they're like, "But I, I'm trying to be fuckless, but I can't. How how do you <laughs> break past these things?" And it's like, do the work, you know, in the book, and it does take going past that that point mm-hmm. of getting everybody else to understand. You yeah. know, like you're not like going on murderous rampages, like you're not. <laughs> out of self-care self-love to be and it can be also to be a better mom a better partner a better friend like whatever in addition to I need this I know this um I love that co-signing word and I also love that word because you know you're a language girl like me (laughs) uh self-authorship yes self-author our own lives and 100 percent into architect and to have that um, that, that ownership, I think is really important because nobody's life is perfect, but it's yours. Your life will never be perfect, but it's yours. Only you can build your life. Like that's so amazing to me, you know, and we can look at everybody else around us and be like, well, I would, I I could produce a TV show. I bet, you know, or like, well, when I started the entrepreneurial journey, I'm like, yeah." Oh idea for a shoe company and I'm like no that is not a of genius stop but write your book start your company and it's just it, it, it's like you get so excited it's the, all yeah. like a drug right and so especially in the creative spaces um but I believe anything even if you're like an accountant I can't do math so I'm jealous of people who can So
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not like a sexy creative job but you can bring creativity and mm-hmm. And self-authorship to to that career or to any type of lifestyle you want.
0: One hundred percent, and it, it's really just all about alignment and, and integrity too. I think it's about alignment and integrity. Where it's is what am I being called in my in my inner knowing and in my inner being and in my purpose and my passion is that actually in alignment with what is happening externally, what I'm actually doing the choices I'm actually making, the career I actually have, the relationship I have. Because to me, that's where the discontent, the unhappiness, the suffering comes from when who you are is not in alignment with who you be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it and, and and that's when your life is you're not living in integrity. What you really know to be true for you is not actually what the truth that you're living of yourself that's why you're 100 percent right you could be that accountant and be totally happy because that particular accountant is living in alignment with what makes them happy they're in their flow and they're crunching that numbers wouldn't be my life but you know what i mean but like like would would it be me but you know and it's almost like um you know some jobs that people kind of like look down upon i don't personally do this but like you know so people like oh like a bus driver or like a you know a maintenance man or a grocery person or like you know like when people are like all uppity and just drowning in their own ego um but then you can look at those people and they are some of the happiest people they're jamming out they're like hey girls your day oh whatever checking you out you know the bus driver is like hey good morning like whatever it is because they're living in their purpose. They're not driving a bus. They are helping people get to from their homes to their houses, you know, from where they are to maybe to visit somebody in the hospital, from where they are to their job, where they can now go make money to provide for their family to go see their children. Like they see the, the purpose and the value that they provide that's outside of the mechanics of what they do.
1: And so it's, that- it's not, yeah. Their own ego right they're not making a ton of money
0: exactly exactly
1: people are like really tell me more about that yeah they can there's actually research behind this they um interviewed um uh like hospital um staff who are they're going in they're cleaning their rooms and making sure everything's sanitary and i believe it was from adam grant um, I think he did this study, maybe not. Don't quote me. Okay. But they talked to the hospital workers and they kind of identified like who are the happy, healthy ones who love their job and, and who weren't. And they're all doing the same job. And the happiest, healthiest people were like, I love my job so much because this person has been on life support for a month or, mm-hmm. or has not been able to get out of bed or whatever. And they go in and they would like rearrange the flowers and they'd want to they they'd walk in and be like oh this room has been like this forever and they would move a picture and move a vase and they would like construct the room mm-hmm. so the person woke up you know or like when the person could finally like get out of bed or whatever they they woke up to a nice room like yep. that's purpose and meaning outside of yourself and 100% people who are worth tens of millions of dollars who do not feel that way about what they do they cannot tie what they do to other people. They, they tie it to like, well, what I'm doing and, and they get kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. Um, but that's also why, you know, money isn't everything. It's (laughs) It's not everything. And if you can earn it doing something you love, then then all the better. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all about mindset really. 100%.
0: And, and, um, thank you so much for this time. We're going to, bring it in. But what you were saying about that to me brought up the difference between purpose and passion, right? So like passion is what you do for you. What what brings you joy? What makes you happy? And purpose is what you do for others. And that sweet spot is when you can be passionate about what you do, but it's rooted in the purpose, rooted in the, the purpose of serving others. So, you know, that's really that sweet spot. And I think that we can do things that are That are purposeful. They give back to people, but maybe we're not passionate about it. You know, if you're that, if I if I'm an accountant, I'm serving a purpose. I'm helping people, but it's not rooted in my passion. Or you could totally be passionate about something, but what what do you act? What value do you give? Who are you serving? You know, how is it rooted in a higher purpose? So that to me, that sweet spot is how does my passion be in service of other people. And it's okay for them to not, like you talked about reality TV. I am so passionate about Bravo. Like don't even get me started on the housewives. Like all of them, like it's a situation. Okay. (laughs) That's my passion. That's for me. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna gossip and jam out and spill the tea and get all crazy because that's what gives me up. Is that for anybody else? No, it's for me. But you know, other things I do are in service of others. And I think when people are clear on, is this my passion? Is this my purpose? Is this my passion that is rooted in my purpose? Mm, And and then you can figure out what buckets make the best sense. Gianna, this was amazing. You are such a light. And before we uh, wrap up this beautiful episode, I have two questions for you. One what is the last piece of wisdom or insight, either something we have discussed or something new that you really want to make sure that we hear and receive during our time together? And two, everyone watching and listening, everything will be linked in the show notes in the description box where you can, where you can connect with Gianna, where you can buy fuck lists and all her other fabulous things, um, but also tell us where we can go as well.
1: Perfect. Um, so one shining light of wisdom.
0: <laughs> um, just one? Just one! <laughs> or two, if you feel inclined. <laughs>
1: yeah. I would say that I have been really, really happy and fulfilled in my life. And I've been really, really unhappy and unfulfilled. And I think any if you take anything away as a listener or viewer here, it's really to just buttress everything that we've talked about that makes you happy. It has to originate from a pure place inside you. And I know that sounds cheesy and tacky and you've heard it a hundred times, but you've heard it a hundred times because it's true and excavating that and finding that and holding it close to you and making it happen in your own life. If you're not going to start that now, when will you? And I can tell you no matter how hard it is, it is worth it. It is worth it. Um, And you can find me at at Gianna Biscontini on Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn. I actually took a really long time off of social media to really Mm. focus on human design, manifesting, energy, like all of that. Um, And so you can, I only have those two platforms. You can also uh, visit my website at giannabiscontini.com. Uh, Work Well is W3RKWELL.com. That's my well-being company for work. And Fuckless is anywhere you can find books, but mostly on Amazon. And you can read all the reviews there.
0: Yay. Thank you so much, Gianna. This was amazing. And don't forget everyone (laughs) watching and listening. Everything will be linked below. So you just can click on it and find everything. So thank you so much, Gianna. Thank you. Yeah. And don't forget, guys, to like this video, subscribe to my channel, and share this with a friend because your journey to self-love and self-worth is always better with a little bit of support. And you can always reach out to me directly. You can either email me or DM me, and I will get back to you. And don't forget to check out everything in the description box and the show notes. We have coaching. We have courses. We have merch. We have all of the fun things and some really great freebies. So until next time, everybody, you know the drill. Take care of yourself and each other. I love you. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.